Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Stony Creek United Methodist Church. I am Pastor Michael. I'm very happy to see you here on this holiday weekend. Um, if I could uh, ask you if you are willing and able to sign in on one of the books in the pews. Uh, if you're a member with us, it just helps us, you know, make sure that we're uh, checking in and seeing how you're doing. And if you're a guest with us, um, we promise we won't bombard you or scare you away. Just want to reach out and thank you for joining us for worship today. Um, do we have announcements down there? Sure. Okay. Um, first off, this is loud. Uh, first off, we're going to thank Cindy Harwood for planting the flowers. We'll let Jean know. She'll be excited. I'll take pictures. And thank you to the adults that came and helped on Wednesday. We had 23 children. And uh, I think maybe it's because I said it was going to be blowing things up. But we didn't blow things up. However, Katie got really excited about the bubbles with the bubbling volcano. We made a mess. Oh, we made a big <laughs> mess. But it's all washable. So this week we're going to be painting bird houses and making some bird feeders. And then the bird center from Ann Arbor, it's like a rescue center. They're going to come out and talk with the kids. And we're still, uh, we can always look for Sunday school helpers if you might be willing to agree to do one, one Sunday a month. Uh, Sarah's working on the curriculum right now. So, And that's all I've got. Okay. Do we have other announcements? Yeah, we still don't have anybody signed up for this month or next month to be ushers. So we would appreciate if somebody would, uh, it's out there on the bulletin board. Okay. Anybody out there got anything? Once, twice, sold. Cool. All right. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something, but that's not unusual. So I'm going to hand things over to our praise band to get us started this morning. Um, and we'll go from there. All right, if you will stand as you are able and join us in singing number 13 in the red folder, we're going to sing it twice. <laughs>
Our opening prayer, if you will join me. Almighty God, Jesus, our risen Lord, was made known to the disciples in the breaking of the bread. Open the eyes of our hearts that we may recognize his presence and with his disciples cry, The Lord has risen indeed. Christ who lives and reigns with you in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Bountiful are God's gifts to us. In gratitude, let us offer our hearts and the fruit of our labor to God's service. would rise and join me in our doxology.
Almighty God, by your grace, accept the fruit of our labor and the offering of our lives. Let us be a sacrifice of thanksgiving in union with our risen Lord, who lives and reigns with you forever. Amen. You may be seated and looking around. I think we will uh, skip our youth moment this morning. Um, so if you would please join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. As we forgive those who trespass against us, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is a kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You may remain seated for our, our, actually probably should stand for this one. Yeah, if you would get back up again now that I just told you to sit down for our next hymn number 696, America the Beautiful. you may be seated. I promise. It is now time for us to uh, lift aloud the things that may be weighing heavily upon our hearts, as well as those that give our hearts cause for leaping in joy. Do we have any joys and concerns we'd like to share this morning? 
I'd like prayers for my grandson Chris, who on Tuesday fell, um, my grandson Michael, who fell on Tuesday and broke his arm. Also, for his mom and dad, who are going through stress because Michael is very active, and his grandmother, who goes through stress because Michael's very active. Do we have any others? All right. Well, our call to prayer this morning is going to be a little different. If you look in your pews, you will see a green hymnal. So pull that out. Yes, that one right there. We received those as well as the black hymnals, the faith we sing, which did those get put out or no? No, okay. Um, you'll see those sometime soon. Uh, we received those from um, another Methodist church who was very willing or very happy to donate them to someone who would use them. So um, we are going to use uh, number 3086, the first verse. The hymn is called Day of Arising. Um, so let's give that a shot. Please join me in an attitude of prayer. Let us unite our hearts in prayer, saying, God of resurrection, hear our prayer. When you hear me say the words, God of resurrection, feel free to respond with the words, hear our prayer. For the church throughout the world, that as we celebrate the great 50 days of Easter, we may renew our faith and strengthen our witness in Jesus' name. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For pastors, teachers, and ministers, that they recognize the risen Christ in word and sacrament, and lead your church with wisdom, humility, and courage. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For the governments of the world and its leaders, that they may resist the corruption of sin and serve the common good. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For our planet Earth, that all people may be good stewards of its resources and share in its abundance. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For the poor and the stranger, that they may receive a place of refuge and hope, and that the church may offer the hospitality the first disciple offered to Jesus on the road to Emmaus. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For the sick and those in distress, 
that they may find healing for their pain and be restored to fullness of life. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For our neighbors, that we may live together in peace and share in our resources. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. For our enemies, that they may receive good things and that we, your servants, not return evil for evil. God of resurrection, hear our prayer. Almighty God, receive these prayers we offer, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, make us witness to the glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ, through whom we pray. Amen. And if you would join me aloud in our prayer for illumination as printed in your bulletin. Lord, you open the meaning of the scriptures to the disciples on the road to Emmaus and set their hearts ablaze. By the power of your spirit, kindle our hearts as we hear your word proclaimed that we may receive you with joy. Amen. Our first scripture reading for this morning comes from Acts chapter 2, verses 14a through 42. In the Pew Bible, it's on pages 1078 and 1079. that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the crowd heard this, they were deeply troubled. They said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what should we do? Peter replied, change your hearts and lives. Each of you must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is for you, your children, and for all who are far away, as many as the Lord our God invites. With many other words, he testified to them and encouraged them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Those who accepted Peter's message were baptized. God brought about 3,000 people into the community on that day. The believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the community, to their shared meals, and to their prayers. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now we'll be singing our next hymn, let my people seek their freedom, and it's number 586 in the Red Hymnal.
Our second scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verses 13 through 35, which you can find beginning on page 1047 in the Bibles in the pews. This section of text is headed, Encounter on the Emmaus Road. On that same day, two disciples were traveling to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about everything that had happened. While they were discussing these things, Jesus himself arrived and joined them on their journey. They were prevented from recognizing him. He said to them, What are you talking about as you walk along? They stopped, their faces downcast. The one named Clopas replied, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who is unaware of the things that have taken place there over the last few days? He said to them, What things? They said to him, The things about Jesus of Nazareth. Because of his powerful deeds and words, he was recognized by God and all the people as a prophet. But our chief priests and our leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the one who would redeem Israel. All these things happened three days ago. But there's more. Some women from our group have left us stunned. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They came to us saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who told them he is alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found these things just as the women said. They didn't see him. Then Jesus said to them, You foolish people, your dull minds keep you from believing all that the prophets talked about. Wasn't it necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then he interpreted interpreted for them the things written about himself in all the scriptures, starting with Moses and going through all the prophets. When they came to Emmaus, he acted as if he was going on ahead. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us. It's nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. After he took his seat at the table with them, he took the bread blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, but he disappeared before their sight. They said to each other, Weren't our hearts on fire when he spoke to us along the road and when he explained the scriptures for us? They got up right then and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying to each other, The Lord has risen. He appeared to Simon. Then the two disciples described what had happened along the road and how Jesus was made known to them as he broke the bread. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. If you would please join me now in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, creator of this world and every road and path that we walk along it, We ask that you would always help us to see where you are in our journeys. We ask that you would guide us to be hospitable to those we travel with. May we feel the presence of Jesus no matter where we go. May the Holy Spirit continue to guide us, whether through gentle breeze pushes or strong shoves towards the places that you would have us go. 
And now may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning again to everyone. We are in a new appointment year, and I am very happy to be continuing serving with Stony Creek United Methodist Church and beginning a new journey with Macon United Methodist Church. Now, something that I have done in the past that you may or may not remember or have heard about is highlighting some of the special holidays for the current month. And since one of the most significant ones that we celebrate as a country comes up tomorrow, I thought I'd have a little bit more fun and share some other holidays that are coming up with all of you. So here we go. Get your pens and pencils ready. For all of you animal lovers, July is Dog House Repair Month. It is also Bank Account Bonus Month. I have no idea what that means. I can guess. It is National Baked Beans Month. It is Corn Month. It is Hitchhiking Month, which, given our proximity to a specific uh, location I would recommend against doing. It is Juvenile Arthritis Awareness Month. It is National Anti-Boredom Month. I will do my best for my part on Sunday mornings, I promise. It is National Blueberry Month, National Culinary Arts Month, National Family Reunion Month, National Grilling Month. I feel like those two kind of have to go together. National Hot Dog Month, National Ice Cream Month, which, why is that only a month? Uh, National Picnic Month, National Watermelon Month, and World Watercolor Month, plus a whole bunch more. This week is apparently Be Nice to New Jersey Week, um, and I had to find out why. Uh, apparently, the state of New Jersey uh, has been the subject of ridicule as far back as the 1600s. Um, actually, I think that's supposed to be the 1800s. Um, it is also National Aboriginal and Islander Day Observant Observance Week that celebrates the culture of the native people of Australia. So, offer a friendly good day, mate. Uh, today is Air Conditioning Appreciation Day, and I very much appreciate it. It is Build a Scarecrow Day. Uh, it is Disobedience Day, which terrifies me as a parent. It is National Drop a Rock Day. I did not get a chance to figure out what that was about. National Chocolate Wafer Day. National Compliment Your Mirror Day. Because <laughs> why not? National Fried Clam Day. National Independent Beer Run Day, National Stay Out of the Sun Day, and American Redneck Day. So there you go. Those are your holidays for the month and this week and today. <clears throat> now today is the beginning of a new five-week sermon series that I have created for the month of July. And this series is called Road Work Ahead. 
And through this series, we are going to be looking at some of the important events that happened on some of the roads in the Bible that are actually named. This is a series about roads that it just seems so appropriate given that we are well into construction season here in Michigan and really most of the Midwest. Roads were, roads were also incredibly important back in the time of Jesus and, and well before his time too. Roads not only helped people get to places, but in, in many areas the roads were, were teeming with thieves and robbers. Roads played important cultural and social roles, too, which we'll, we'll be learning about in the coming weeks. Today, though, we're going to begin our series with the road to Emmaus. Now, many of you may already be familiar with this story from the 24th chapter of Luke's Gospel, whether because you just heard me read it to you, or you may know the name Emmaus uh, from an experience that many people uh, take uh, on a walk to Emmaus or a chrysalis weekend. According to some information from the Upper Rooms website, over 1 million Christians in about 39 countries have already had this experience. So strap on your sandals, make sure your water jugs are full, and let us begin our journey on this first road, the road to Emmaus. Now we enter the story as two of Jesus' followers are, are walking to Emmaus. And Emmaus was an ancient village which, in our scripture reading, says was uh, seven miles from Jerusalem. It was actually to the northwest of Jerusalem. Unfortunately, the exact location of Emmaus is not known today. But the best estimates put it in that seven-mile range. Now, one of the two followers who are walking along this road turns out to be uh, Clopas, who, according to some ancient writings, was the brother of Joseph, as in Joseph, Jesus' human father, and Mary's husband. Now, whether or not that is true, we may not be able to say for sure. But another frustrating thing about this encounter is that we're never told who the other follower or disciple of Jesus is. We know it's not one of the 11 because we're told that these two go back to the 11. But other than that, we don't really have any evidence of, of who this other person was. So it's kind of frustrating in that sense, not having a little bit more information. I do have to admit that I find this particular story in Scripture a little bit humorous because as, as the readers, we know more about what is happening than these two followers of Jesus. I also think that the story, in a way, kind of pokes fun rather boldly. It pokes fun at the doubting of the resurrection as the resurrected Christ walks alongside now, Luke does point out that the followers cannot recognize Jesus, and I think it's important to note here that, that Jesus walking and talking with them, he wasn't being cruel or trying to play a, a trick on them, but rather his gradual revelation of himself allows them to learn certain lessons and kind of better understand the scriptures 
and learn about trusting in God's promises. This gradual revelation drives the point home vividly, and it calls on the people to remember God's word while also trusting what God says will come to pass. So, in looking at this story of this road, we find some important designations. Sometimes we travel along in life oblivious that God is walking right alongside us, waiting to reveal God's self and, and teach us something important about life or our current situation. We can be traveling along a path consumed by happenings in our life, in our world, and not realize until a later moment how God was with us and God is still in those happenings even when we may not realize it at first glance. One of the most important lessons of this road trip, though, has to do with the resurrection event itself. Now, admittedly, the idea of resurrection can be hard to believe, especially when we're not there to see it for ourselves, just like these two followers were not there when the women went to the tomb. They heard about it afterwards. But we can be assured that the resurrection did take place for many reasons, including this story. The reality of the resurrection means that Jesus' claims are true. Jesus was more than just a teacher or even more than just a prophet. Many people were skeptical at first, just like these followers as they're discussing on their walk, but ultimately did believe. While we may not have the first-hand in-person experience that some of them did, Today, we have the hindsight knowledge of what we read and learn about in Scripture. Now, these followers of Jesus do something that is also very important as they are approaching Emmaus. And keep in mind, this is before they had any idea who this traveler who was walking alongside them really is. Scripture tells us as they are approaching the town... Jesus acts as if he is going to continue along the road, as if his destination was not Emmaus, it was somewhere farther down. And these two followers, they offer hospitality to him. They insist that this stranger whom they've only known for this short time in theory, that they stay with them that Jesus not continue to travel into the night. They know the dangers that a road can offer at night. There could be robbers, thieves, all kinds of problems, especially when you walk alone. These two people, they showed genuine concern and care for their fellow traveler, and they offer a place to spend the night in safety and warmth. And Jesus agrees to this request and goes inside with them. And then the great reveal happens. And to me, what seems so appropriate 
is how this reveal happens. At the table, as Jesus breaks bread, gives thanks, and gives the bread to them. Many other resurrection appearances, especially in Luke's gospel, seem to happen around a table in fellowship. And so, as he does all of this, these two followers of his, their eyes are opened and they, they recognize who he is. And then he disappears. One second he's there, the next he's gone. Between this and turning water into wine in the wedding, it's no wonder that some people might think that Jesus was an early version of a magician. And an important lesson in this part of the story, it goes back to the concept and the act of hospitality. These followers of Jesus, they showed genu or generosity by offering hospitality to Jesus without even knowing who he was. We can imagine the lengths that they would have gone to if they had known it was him. A banquet would have been prepared. People would have been called out from their homes. There would have been celebration in the streets. And the lesson with all of this for us centers around hospitality. Because when we offer hospitality to others, two amazing things happen and are at work. First, God uses that hospitality as a means of serving those in need of refreshment or comfort or safety or whatever they need in that moment. But secondly, God uses that hospitality as an invitation for us and those that we offer the hospitality to, to experience Jesus' presence ourselves. I think another important lesson for us to consider is that we should always be mindful and caring to those who travel alongside us, whether on literal roads or the roads and the paths of life. Some people will come and go. Some will have great impacts, maybe greater impacts than others on us. But there will be times that those people are there because they will open our eyes or impart some important wisdom to us. Just like Jesus, they, they may help us to understand a reality of our lives that we are struggling with or, or we're not seeing the entire picture for. Jesus always walks beside us, even when we may not see Jesus in our adventures through life. But Jesus is there, and Jesus can, and I promise you, he will. Jesus will surprise you along the way, along those very roads. So yes, it is construction season. And yes, every road offers limitless potential for the times that we travel them. Sometimes the value will be in reaching the destination, and other times the value will be greater in the journey itself. Sometimes we may meet new people along the way who will have an incredible impact on us, even if we don't realize it quite in the moment. 
and sometimes it may feel as though we walk alone. But as I said before, we are never alone in our journeys. Very much like the words of the famous poem, Footprints, Jesus is always with us. As we look ahead to the coming weeks of other road work ahead for us, I want to ask you to try and do something, and I will do it as well. I want us all to try and take a few extra moments over the coming days and think about some of your most recent travels and the roads that you took. You can think about this in the literal or figurative or both, but take the time and, and think about who traveled with you, what kind of impact they had on you, and also where you can see God in the journey. I pray that as you continue to journey throughout this life, that you will always look for where God is active in and around you, and that you will also be willing to take some journeys with others who need a companion. And again, we are never alone. Amen. If you would rise as you are able for our closing hymn, number 717, the Battle Hymn of the Republic. And please rise as you are able.
Beloved children of God, go in the joy of resurrection. Purify your souls. Be obedient to the truth. Be genuine in love through the living and enduring word of God. And now may the grace of Christ Jesus, our risen Lord, the love of God who raised him from the dead, and the power of the Holy Spirit who fills the world with new life, bless and keep you now and forevermore. Amen.